Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, we know who number one and number two are, but who comes next? We look at the competition at wide receiver a week and a half into training camp. Good to see Corey Peters back in a Cardinals uniform, but first, Rondell Moore's first mistake as an NFL player. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 449, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! Here's Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. So here's hoping Rondell Moore called his mom after practice on Wednesday. MJ, he was asked what his, or if he had had his welcome to the NFL moment. And it's a question we ask every single rookie. Usually it's something, you know, you meet someone, a star in the league, or there's a play on the field. Well, this was a first for me because Rondell mentioned that he had the opportunity and has purchased his mom a home. That was his welcome to the NFL moment. It's a great moment, feel-good moment. It's a problem, MJ. As he mentioned to the media, he hasn't told his mom yet that she has a brand new house coming to her. Now, that's an issue. Is she on social media? <laughs> Let's hope Rondell Moore's mom is not anywhere near a computer or here. Worse, doesn't have any friends that might be following Rondell Moore, the Arizona Cardinals. Because now, I'm sorry, Rondell, here on August 4th, it's out there. You have purchased your mom a home, and the keys are forthcoming. Well, we got a chance to talk to Rondell Moore, Cliff Kingsbury, and Corey Peters in that order. So maybe when he got off the field, he had his media obligation. But if I was him after the interview, I'm running to my locker, and I'm getting on the phone and said, Mom, I got something to tell you. And she's going to go, what? <laughs> and then you lay the news to her. And it's, listen, these just, you know, we don't know all the background, but clearly the fact that he's able to do this. And then a follow-up question was, and he's not purchasing a home in Arizona because we know that there's a long list of that going on. Um, but he also said that he will rent when it comes to playing for the Arizona Cardinals, at least for now. At least for now, just because of the housing markets. And then Kingsbury was asked, well, did he give <laughs> Rondell Moore any advice on buying homes, to which you know everyone's picture now all of a sudden goes to Cliff Kingsbury with his feet up in his living room during draft day two years ago. And Kingsbury said, quote, I go outside my means on that, end quotes, with regards to what he does with his purchases uh, as a head coach. So uh, a little bit of a personality from uh, Coach Kingsbury here on – on this Wednesday, which we don't often see. I wish we saw it a little bit more, but uh, he kind of opened the door a little bit here. Yes, and, and usually, you know, when it comes to injuries, there's no injury report until week one on that Wednesday. Um, you know, the good news right now is we don't have anything long-term, so, you know, it's training camp, and, you know, we all want to know who's not practicing versus who's practicing because that should be the focus. But, you know, people want to know, and obviously you don't want to – you want to know when these guys are going to return, but we're still early in camp. We still got, what, five or six weeks to go for the opener. But you know, yesterday they weren't full pads. Yes, the pads were popping, as they say, not a padded practice on Wednesday. There are only seven padded practices allowed in training camp. So if you break it down, after that first week, the ramp up, it's less than two 
per week, which doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot. And we talk about the physicality of training camp and how physical are you going to be. And, well, per CBA, you, you really can't be as physical as teams were maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago where you're going doing two-a-days the entire week, both practices and full pads. That's just not what teams do now to get ready for a regular season. I think when you look at it um – you know, they do a lot of different drills, and you see those drills in the OTAs and in the, the mandatory minicamp, and it's really about technique, and then they're being coached up. You know how I feel about the coaching staff at every single position. They're getting coached up. Um, I thought I thought it was just okay yesterday, and, and I did see some other – like I checked in with the Denver guy, just, and he said they were in full pads, but kind of went the same and then I talked to some people that watched practice yesterday there in a know and they said it's the first day um, I thought Kyler was hit and miss yesterday I thought you know guys like Rondell Moore um, matter of fact I think uh, when you look at um, Jonathan Ward I thought he was the best running back in camp yesterday and day, guys are going to have different days but you know Kyler Murray has been under center and then you know Rodney Hudson looked rusty on the first day and then the second day he's I mean, you could see why they went out and got him. He's huge, and he's going to help make the calls. There was a play yesterday in practice where, you know, you see Justin Pugh get to that second layer. He gets to the second layer a little bit quicker, maybe because where he's lined up. And he had a chance to put a hit on Buda Baker, and obviously he pulled up. But I, you could see the upside and how big he is. And, you know, on paper, they could have two new starters. We know at least at center and then right guard will wait for Brian Winters to come back, even though Josh Jones is getting a lot of reps there and Justin Murray. So, and I noticed today in practice that if you had a false start penalty, they took you out for a, 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 a snap. Yeah, that was good to see because what we've heard from Kingsbury and players this entire run up through the offseason and now here in training camp is accountability and taking care of the little things. That's what Kyler Murray brought up and continues to bring up. That's false starts, pre-snap penalties. Those are the little things. Josh Jones, false start, immediately pulled. Someone runs in. Kelvin Beecham, false start, immediately taken out. Someone runs in. Now it was just for one play, but the message was sent loud and clear. It's not going to be tolerated. These mental mistakes, they have to be eliminated right now in August. Not wait until September, October, right now. And that's what Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have been stressing, little things. I mean, the way you practice is going to carry over to the game. Now, if they were in New York under Joe Judge, they'd be probably doing gassers. It's a little bit different here. And if you're Calvin Beecham, you have to take advantage of your reps. Yes, he's a veteran guy, and he's been in the league a long time, and he started all 16 games. But there's a reason why, you know, he's he's got a different uh, right guard right now. I mean, it's Murray, it's Josh Jones. I'm sure there's another guy. Uh, when you start looking at some of these undrafted free agents or some of the back of the roster. So you want to take advantage of your reps. But I, I like what they're doing. Um, they're sending a message, hey, Focus. Those are mental errors. Pre-snap and post-snap penalties, are, you know, you're going to be behind the sticks, and they don't want that. So I like the way they're approaching it. A couple of other things that you touched on, Kyler being under center a handful of times, not only on Tuesday but Monday as well. And we're seeing it every now and then. And that's all I think people want is just a change of pace, a, a different look. It doesn't have to be every single quarter. It doesn't have to be every single game, but just enough to give the defense a different look and opposing teams now all of a sudden have to practice against 
that, or at least have that in the back of their mind, that this is something that this offense might do. We didn't see a lot of that last season, so if you're going to practice it in training camp, the odds are that we're going to see it now in the regular season. Well, when we went through there, our positional, positional uh, breakdown, I mean, you you listed that 16% of the time he was under center, which I thought that number was high. And I don't know where that ranks of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, even though they claim Mar- Lamar Jackson is going to line up under center. Um, looks like in Colt McCoy's in the office. He's under center a little bit. But everything is predicated on the RPOs, the zone read, and the pistol offense. But if you're looking at short yardage, it wouldn't surprise me if Connor's in there and you do a direct snap to him where you don't have to worry about Murray making the handoff or a guy blows up the middle of the uh, the, the offensive line. So, But I think Colt McCoy's rush definitely showed some upside and you know, obviously you don't want Kyler Murray to miss any time, but I, I really like that, what they did with the backup quarterback position. And staying with the backfield, Jonathan Ward, big off-tackle run on Tuesday. And I'll tell you this, you know, he doesn't do anything particularly great. He just does a lot of little things very, very well to the point where I think this team does trust Jonathan Ward to be that running back, a handful of snaps, a handful of carries, if Chase Edmonds is not available, if James Conner is not available. We did see him catch a pass last season. It was Chris Strebler's touchdown week 17 at the Rams, so he has the ability to catch, and then it's why he's active on Sundays. He's part of special teams, all the units, but his running ability, I think, is standing out here a week and a half into training camp. And I, I talked to some of the scouts yesterday, just, you know, because he's changed his number. He was wearing 38, and now he's wearing 29, which I believe was Edmonds' number, and Connor's wearing six, and Chase is wearing two. And they said, we were so impressed the way he came in as an undrafted free agent last year. No preseason, pretty much, you know, everything was on Zoom, and he he worked hard to try to learn the playbook. Yeah, he's your third guy, but we know a couple of years ago they had to bring in Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner, you know, whether it was David Johnson or, or Kenyon Drake, so you have to have depth there. I do think he's number three, and he'll be active on game day. He'll play on teams, and if you do have a situation where – uh, if you want to get multiple backs on the game, I would think that would be Connor and Chase or even Rondell Moore in the backfield. And since we're talking about the running back position, you know, last year a lot of people wanted to know, you know, Eno Benjamin's on the roster and he's inactive every week and he didn't play on special teams. I can tell you this right now, um, Eno is getting some run with the first team. I think they're rotating their running backs. He's also playing on special teams. I think he's more confident and comfortable and so he, right now I would say he's four, and that doesn't mean he won't make the roster. They could keep three and try to slide him to the practice squad. But you're seeing a different Eno Benjamin. It looks more comfortable when he's got the ball in his hands, and he's more comfortable being around the team because that tells me he knows more of the offense. And more importantly, he's participating on special teams. Now it's not the first group, it's the second group. So he's got his work cut out for him as far as trying to be active on game day, but it is a step forward for Eno Benjamin, considering last season I think he got lost in a lot of this and just the inability to get on the football field on Sundays. Yeah, and the example would be Jonathan Ward, undrafted free agent. You know, seventh-round pick is almost – trust me, these players want to be drafted. They want to be drafted earlier. I always thought he was a third-day pick. But you look at the difference, Eno was able to – secure a roster spot and Jonathan Ward had to wake his make his way up to the roster and but I I really like the top three and 
you know, Fino Benjamin's number four. That gives you some flexibility. I think he's a, a guy that can run between the tackles. Uh, you know, I think pass protection because of his size, like Chase, he's going to have to get a little bit better. I mean, don't be afraid to stick your nose in the fan. And to me, it, he's also good in the screen game. And he's one of the guys that, you know, those linebackers are 6'3", 6'4". They got to go down and try to tackle him. So he's got a little wiggle room to him, and I think he showed that when he played at Arizona State. Something else that stood out in practice this week, Wednesday, uh, again, no pads. They're in shells. Spiders is what they call them. But, and I want to talk about this as far as because of a number of wide receivers not being available. I don't know if it was because it was red zone work, but a lot of tight end work inside the 20-yard line. All three of the top three tight ends, Max Williams, Darrell Daniels, and and pay attention to Ross Travis as well, Bird Gang. Number 48 on your roster, but all three of those tight ends getting into the end zone via Kyler Murray passes. And I do think, you know, you keep talking about 11 and 12 personnel. We do know who the top two tight ends are, and they're looking for number three. But Ross Travis at 6'6", 248 out of Penn State, he does have some experience in this league. They might still try to look for someone out there. But right now, again, early in training camp, that's what we always have to kind of clarify here. But Ross Travis might be one of those guys, a sleeper, if you will, at that tight end position. Well, he quietly having a good camp, runs good routes, fluid catching the football. Um, you know, they are looking for that third guy, and he looks the part. I mean, he he's fluid when he catches the ball and runs up the field. That's half the battle, knowing where your route is and then running up the field simultaneously versus stopping and then have to turn your hip. So he's very fluent doing that. Um, you know, worst-case scenario is a guy that you can look at as possibly a development player, but right now, uh, I'm looking to see what he can do in the preseason because I think a lot of these guys are going to have to earn their um, their spots, and we know that there's going to be a 16-man practice squad. The Cardinals still looking for a pass-catching tight end. Maybe he's out there on another team right now. I guess we'll wait for some of the cutdowns to happen if they're going to go a different direction. More from Cardinals training camp powered by Cox as we are here at State Farm Stadium. Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. More of the on-field in a moment, but off the field, the team has re-signed Corey Peters. It is good to have number 98 back in an Arizona Cardinals uniform, although the joke is, MJ, that he never really left. He entered free agency, had a number of teams call, but he, as he mentioned, was kind of holding out for a better opportunity, and that opportunity ultimately came calling via the Arizona Cardinals this week. It's going to be at some point later this week when we actually see Peters on the field. But you remember, it was week nine. He suffered that knee injury, and that defensive line got young. Real young, real fast when Corey Peters went down because Jordan Phillips was in and out of the lineup as well. But a Corey Peters signing, this is something that we talked about at the end of last season on just what he might mean, not only on the field, but off the field in that locker room. And now Corey Peters, once again wearing number 98, is back with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, you, you felt that, you know, if as long as he was able to be cleared, and he told us today he's cleared, you were in favor of that. You never know when it comes to, you know, you want to have a good mixture of youth, and I think we, they have that in Xavier Williams, even though he's been in the league a couple more years than Lucky Fotu and Rashard Lawrence. you got some other guys that haven't played a ton of football in the last couple of years. You bring in J.J. Watt, Jordan Phillips. So, 
Um, great leader on and off the field. Um, does a lot in the community, but it was nice to see him. And, you know, he's a guy that had some other opportunities. And, you know, when he's, you get to that point in your career, you, you really don't want to move for four months and leave your family here. So it all worked out, and he's thrilled to be here. And, you know, he's like EF Hutton, too. You listen to what he says. There's no rah-rah to the guy. He's real, real straight. So I think it would be really good for the young guys, and really they're targeting the first week of the season. Conditioning is going to be the biggest thing. He feels, um, you know, healthy enough where he can, you know, run and do some conditioning, but that's going to be the biggest thing. But the fact is he'll be in the meeting rooms. He'll be able to be on the field with the guys. Um, he thinks he'll be on the field at some point maybe this week or early next week, and that will go a long way. But to have him in, in the in the meeting room and then on the side with the players until he starts participating on some of the drills – that, that can go a long way for some of the young guys. You know, he had said he had no expectation that he would return this season. But I'll say this, his number was still available. And, you know, you only have so many of these numbers, and I know the Cardinals double up on some, but they kept 98 available maybe just in the back of their heads like, hey, you know, Corey Peters is out there. We like what he can do. We love what he's done as far as his leadership that, you know, maybe this is someone that we follow along this offseason, check in every so often. How's the knee rehab going? How do you feel? Do you still want to play this season? And then wait until training camp to pick up the phone and say, hey, let's bring you in. Let's start bringing you back as far as getting you rights and then work towards week one to where we can play you and be a part of that rotation on the defensive line. Well, I got to give it up to you. That's a good observation on your part. We, we should have figured that going into training camp. Now, nobody's wearing number 11. <laughs> nobody's wearing 24. Of course, Larry Fitzgerald and Adrian Wilson. But, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I can just tell you this. They had great intel on his rehab. Yeah, and he mentioned, as you brought it up, that he's physically he's 100%. It's the conditioning, getting into football shape, and this was, once again, another long rehab process for him. Remember 2015, his first year with the Cardinals, didn't play at all. In it training was, camp. Yeah, here Achilles. at State Farm Stadium. I remember we were up here at the press box and watching it, and Peter's – hurt his Achilles and was done. We're like, wow, this was a big free agent signing. And all of a sudden, he doesn't get a chance to participate. And it's been amazing to watch him come back from that. Now it's a knee injury and, you know, different type of an injury. And as he mentioned, he was asked about it. He's just getting older, so it makes it more difficult to get back out on the football field. So I am in favor of this signing. It does add some experience, some more leadership along with J.J. Watt, and just someone who can clog the middle, if you will, like next to a Lecky Fotua or Rashard Lawrence, who both are getting good runs on the interior of that defensive line with Zach Allen on the outside. We're still waiting for Jordan Phillips to get back on the field. Uh, more on him in a moment. But uh, I, I'm, I like that Corey Peters is back. Yeah, our astute producer, executive producer on the show, Jimmy Omohundro, informed me that Ron Wolfley did wear number 24. Who? Who? Ron Wolf? <laughs> Wolfley? Wolf, I, I only know one person who wore number 24, and that was Adrian Wilson. I mean, his, his oh, come numbers on now. up in the Wolf, ring of honor, Wolfwood right? Wolfwood had three Pro Bowls? How many did he drink? Four. Four, sorry. Wolf, Whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you're the one Wolf. saying who. <laughs> Wolf, make sure it's four Pro Bowls. Okay, four. Four times Did Pro Dub Bowl. have five? I don't even know how many A-Dub had. I don't, I don't think he had that many, honestly. I mean, 
I told him the other day you wouldn't you couldn't play in the league right now. No, it's you'd be fined every week. Yeah, that is. Do you remember when they put the pads on the first day in Flagstaff? He he laid out Mario and, Bates, and it was like day two or day three, yeah. and they would put him on twice for three straight days. You yeah, know? that's it, that's how old we are. We're dating ourselves. But Jay. he set the tone, yeah. and you know, a couple was it a couple days ago. They almost had a scrimmage out there because you don't want anybody to get on the ground. But that's normally what Adrian Wilson would have done, just to let everyone. We're setting the tone. This isn't, you know, off-season workouts. It's training camp. Now he sits up in the stands with the general manager, Steve Kime, acting like he's important or, you know. Well, <laughs> the heavy lifting's done, at least when it came to the roster, right? We kid because I was told as I was walking off the practice field, Bergang, making my way up to here to our uh, beautiful yeah. lot, 301, that, that uh, he, talking about Adrian Wilson, guaranteed – that he would never be a part of Cardinals cover two. I was like, wow, that's a challenge. I'm, I, I think I might well, take that challenge. Well, what you need to tell A-Dub, we all have bosses in life. That's right. Someone signs your check, A-Dub. <laughs> and I got permission for him to come on the show with somebody that would be able to tell him he's going to have to offer his time. But you know what? At this point in time, Larry hasn't been on the show. Adrian <laughs> hasn't been on the show. We're doing fine. That is true. Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As we continue here, Cardinals training camp powered by Cox here at State Farm Stadium. Again, open practices here for the next week, week and a half. You can go to azcardinals.com slash camp ticks for more information. That's azcardinals.com slash camp T-I-X because you do have to get your digital tickets Parking and admission are free, but there are some things you need to do before you walk into the doors. And hopefully when you do come out here to State Farm Stadium, at some point you will see Jordan Phillips on the football field. He's missed the past four practices with an injury. Christian Kirk has now missed the last three practices with a minor injury. And then on Wednesday we're fi- we find out that A.J. Green is dealing with, quote, a minor issue and was not on the practice field. Now, I thought it was another moment for Kingsbury earlier when he was addressing the media, MJ, to uh, show some of his personality because, as he mentioned, he's been uh, vague in detailing the injuries, maybe by design, as he said, because right now in training camp, you don't have to provide that information until you get to the start of the regular season. And as he mentioned, he's going to take full advantage of that as well as he should as head coach. So now we're just trying to checking. Well, you know, present, absence, absent, presence, and it's it's a concern when you have some of these. You know, I know J.J. Watt hasn't been on the field at all since the run test, and now Brian Winters is going to be out for a couple of weeks because he's dealing with an injury. So you can look at it one or two ways. One is, well, these guys are missing valuable reps and it's going to hurt them, or it opens up the door for others behind them to get those reps and maybe be seen more than – had these other players been on the field? A couple things. J.J. Watt has been on the field watching practice. Jordan Phillips has been out there doing a little rehab on the side. And Christian Kirk gets rehab and he comes out at the, towards the uh, halftime or the end of practice. So those guys have been out there. Now, as for A.J. Green, probably getting treatment now because it's really the first time that we haven't seen him. Uh, maybe it was yesterday afternoon after that. But um, And then the other side of it is just the fact that, you know, I prefer your top five or six receivers to be out there. But I get I get what Cliff's saying, but I don't know how much these guys are going to help you in September. 
you know, again, JoJo Ward looks the part. A.J. Richardson looks the part. A couple of these tight ends. And it's great because they didn't have this last off. It was all Zoom. And, yes, they had camp, but it was, you know, it was social distancing. They couldn't even really mingle with each other. Couldn't go in somebody else's meeting room. So it's a lot different. But, you know, these guys are going to take advantage of playing in the preseason. So I, I could see both sides, but I just wanted to see the – the, the, the 11 to 15 guys are going to play on both sides of the ball. But I'm not yelling fire in a theater the first week in August. We get to September, then we'll get more concerned. There are 13 wide receivers on the roster. Eight were on the practice field on Wednesday. We have not seen A.J. Richardson for the past couple of days, have not seen Antoine Wesley on the practice field the past couple of days, the latter of which, and that's not concerning, but we've talked about Wesley just because of his ability to catch the ball first and foremost, and then his size, another six foot four receiver to go along with A.J. Green as far as a backup is concerned. So my thing here, MJ, is we know who number one and number two are, DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. But who are the receivers behind those? Who are the receivers that this offense can put out there on a consistent basis, not just hit or miss? And, I, I you know, you miss a practice, you're missing a lot as far as the competition, in my mind, at that position. Now, I say that, Bergang, and Kingsbury had a different answer to that question. He likes the fact that there is not that consistency with regard to the wide receivers being available because it makes it harder for quarterbacks. And maybe all of a sudden now you got to get used to a number of different receivers and what they like to do. That's fine. But I don't care about the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th wide receiver. I want to know about the first five and get those reps, get that chemistry right now here in August and not wait until the week before the regular season starts. I understand. And, you know, Andy Isabella, you know, he's getting some reps now. Keyshawn Johnson, I think Andy Isabella, he may have had a drop yesterday. But the thing about Isabella, he could play on the inside and outside because they do have a log jam at slot. Uh, Wesley was catching everything. Maybe he had one drop, and he's got the size, and he obviously played at Texas Tech, so he's familiar with the system. Yeah, if you're a fringe guy, you got to be out there, and it's got to be difficult. If the trainer says you're not, you know, there's a difference between what hurt and injured. Yes. Okay, if the trainer says you need a couple of days off, they know more than we do. We we know one percent when it comes to injury. So, um, but if you're a fringe guy, like fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth receiver, I mean. You can't miss reps, but again, it's it's early. They haven't missed any preseason games. They haven't talked. You know, we're not focusing on the regular season right now. So, I guess I'll say what Emmett Smith said when he got here: "It is what it is." True, but it's a star saying that, and the fringe players that you talk about, MJ, need to be on the field, and they need to be on the field in August. And again, if Hopkins doesn't see any pre or any training camp practices or preseason the rest of the way, I'm good with that. I'm even good with that with A.J. Green. It's everyone else. Um, and, and I thought about this this morning, and I, I'm, I, I came up with an analogy, and, and help me, MJ, and maybe, maybe this works, maybe it doesn't. But it's like a car race. NASCAR, Indy, Formula One, take your pick. Wide receivers, high-performance vehicles competing each and every day. Hopkins and Green, they're on the lead lap. There's no one else on the lead lap right now. Yes, I'm a big fan of Christian Kirk, but the best ability is availability. And that's cliche, but it's true. 
and you can't be missing practices right now because there is a lot of pressure on Christian Kirk to deliver. He's flashed, and that's it, and it's the consistency. And uh, going back to the car race analogy, too many guys are making pit stops, and that includes Christian Kirk. I understand. Um, Hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. I thought he got off to a good start in camp, but that's been the knock, not being able to stay healthy. And he's dealt with some ankle injuries. Uh, last year he dealt with COVID. He didn't come off the list until January. So no excuses. He, he Listen, he knows what's at stake here. They just drafted a receiver in the second round. They did. They drafted a receiver in the second round the previous year, okay? So he knows. He's a, it's in a contract year. Um, again, it's only August. I know what you're saying. Reps, reps, reps. But it's not like he's missed the entire offseason with OTAs and mandatory minicamp because he was nursing an injury from last year. I, I know I, I can appreciate your passion there, but I'm just going to get in the right lane and let you pass me <laughs> until these guys get back on the field. I see what you did there. I like that. Now let me ask you this with respects to Rondell Moore. I know as far as depth chart, we all think him as being number four behind Christian Kirk and being the other inside receiver when they go four wide. What are the odds or what are the chances if Rondell Moore continues this surge like we're seeing so far, and that's even with one day in pads, now we need to see it when the lights come on in preseason action. But would it surprise you if Rondell Moore is the third wide receiver? You've got Hopkins, you've got Green, and it's Rondell Moore as your slot wide receiver when you go 11 personnel. Well, I don't think Rondell Moore is going to play 60 snaps a game, and I don't think Christian Kirk's going to play 60 snaps a game. You could see Hop play the majority of the snaps. Um, we'll see how A.J. Green can hold up. He is now 33. He's looked good. He's going to be out a little by, a little time here. So I think you, when you want to go four wide, you got two slot guys. I think based on Rondell Moore getting a chance to return kicks and punts, I mean, Obviously, he's done that in the past, uh, so I, I don't. I think you can rotate. You go eleven personnel. You know, Kirsten Kirk can provide the slot for you. Sometimes we're going to see more in the bubble screens, uh, the jet sweep. So I think there's room for both. Uh, I know a couple of years ago you thought Kirk is maybe one A or one or two A. Uh, to me, it's three and three three A and three A one. So I think there's enough reps to go around and enough if they average 65 to 70 snaps you're going to need four receivers and then you know Keyshawn Johnson has flashed um he's got to do it consistent in the preseason you know um you know he's he's catching the ball he's getting open and then Andy Isabella he can't teach his speed now it's got to all come together and he can play on the inside and outside so I still think those are the top four receivers um but There'll be games that Rondell Moore may get more uh, opportunities than Christian Kirk, but again, Rondell Moore's practicing and Kirk's not. There is a video making its way around social media. The Arizona Cardinals have tweeted this video out. It's from practice earlier this week. It might have even been earlier on Wednesday, but it's one-on-one wide receiver versus cornerbacks or defensive backs inside the 20-yard line. And Moore put a move, several moves, on Charles Washington to just spun Washington around and was with wide open by about three, four feet in the end zone. And, again, it's one-on-one. Pads were not on. It's not a game setting. But just the dynamic skill set that Moore has, the ability to run north, south, east, and west and really not lose any 
momentum, any steps as well. In fact, Jeff Rogers, the assistant head coach and special teams coordinator, talked about Rondell Moore as far as moving vertically and laterally, quote, without breaking a stride, end quotes. And he was answering that in terms of his return ability, but as a wide receiver as well. The shiftiness that Rondell Moore has shown, it's going to make him a very tough cover. Well, and that's a mismatch if you got Charles Washington on him. He's True. a safety. You, you got to get a corner on him who's got speed, you know, and that, and that may be Robert Alford pressing him at the line of scrimmage. It could be Byron Murphy who's who's really does a nice job of coverage and he's able to get his hands on a few footballs, deflect it. So uh, that's a mismatch and that's what you got to take advantage of. And on the subject of special teams and the return game, it is Rondell Moore back there as far as returning kicks or punts. It's JoJo Ward back there. I even saw Keyshawn Johnson earlier on Wednesday out there fielding kicks. And then they added a wide receiver earlier this week, Greg Dortch, 23 years old. He's 5'7", a buck 75, but it's his return ability. He's bounced around a number of different practice squads, but his ability to return punts or kicks, and he was thrown into the mix. He's number 38 on your roster, Bird Gang, as far as in the mix at return. And now all of a sudden, you know, do you look at someone coming, really surprising someone to win that punt return, kick return job because, you know, you, you you need to find somebody right now, and I know we're all enamored with Rondell Moore. He just might be, he just might see more offensive snaps than he does special team snaps. Well, Kirk, when he's healthy, he's been, uh, uh, you know, catching punts. To me, you can't keep a guy that can do just one thing. Well, Coach Rogers was asked about that as far as determining who will do that return game quote some of it is going to have to do with preseason games and guys performing and some of it is going to have to do with who with can a guy distinguish himself and justify a roster spot you try and find guys that are already up unless he's an absolute difference maker as a returner end quote can the cardinals find that absolute difference maker that is strictly a return specialist I mean, I don't know. You do it for long snapper, punter, kicker. Can you do that for a returner? All I know is it was a priority going into the offseason. Kick return and punt return. And then clearly any special teams coordinator will tell you they need to get better on coverage because you don't want to give the team, a, you know, starting at 35 or 40. They feel like they have addressed the kicking situation with Matt Prater. They're not concerned about the kickoffs. Uh, they'll have a they'll have a you know situations for him maybe kick it high, get it to the seven yard line. Hopefully they don't get out to the twenty five. So um, again, I, I just think there was a priority, and you don't draft a guy just for that, but he happens to do that. They like him as a wide receiver. Now, if if something happens to Kirk and all of a sudden he's playing fifty five snaps, then you may have to take a load off him. But he's twenty one, twenty two years old, a ton of energy. Uh, clearly he's going to get hit on some of those plays. Um, you know, you got to catch him first. But uh, I just feel like that's – that's he's young enough to where he can do both. Kirk did it yes. as a number two and three receiver. But Christian Kirk, to me, would be your, an option. And Jonathan Ward, if you feel like he's uh, – you know, sometimes the, the punt's different than kickoff return. Punt the balls in the air a little bit more. It's more kamikaze. You got guys running down there to try to tackle you. When yeah, you, the hang time in the NFL versus college. Yes, is, is, it's different. Yeah. And then you got to know the ten yard rule. 
you got you can put your cleats on the 10 yard rule and if you think it's going to bounce you have to hit that guy so it goes in the end zone kick return a little bit more set up when it comes to your blocking uh, uh up front and i i think you know Jonathan Ward to me could be a backup there last year it was Chase with DJ Foster as the up guy you know if you know if he's on special teams he could be your up guy you really want that guy to be a little bit more of a blocker so it wouldn't surprise me if we see Jonathan Ward now they want him down there to cover kicks and punts so but I think they'll have some options again Jojo Ward can do all this stuff but he's the sixth receiver you just can't have a guy that's going to do that just on game day. And to see Keyshawn Johnson back there fielding punts, now all of a sudden another option and someone that is that split receiver return man. And it's Trust just, on game day. And, and now all of a sudden you're involved. And that last year you're, it's a numbers game as far as who dresses on Sundays because you know Hopkins is not going to play special teams. Green's not going to play special teams. But everyone else, you might have to have a role, whether that's returning or part of the coverage units. And to see Keyshawn Johnson in the mix, um, you know, I haven't seen Andy Isabella back there at all. I think that I think that ship has sailed and now he's just strictly a wide receiver and, and the ability to catch the football on a consistent basis is what's uh, going to either keep him on this team or find him looking for work elsewhere. I, I still think the organization believes in him. I know people are disappointed, you know, when you look at some of the guys that were drafted in the second round. I mean, uh, you know, we heard the same thing about Andy Isabella as we heard about Rondell Moore, but you could see the upside. Obviously, he went to Purdue. He, you know, he had a he, similar offense under Joe Tiller and then Jeff Brom. So it's a little bit different, but you can't teach that speed. He can play inside and outside. Now, if they dress five wide receivers on game day, he's going to be in sweats on the sidelines. Somebody gets an injury, he's the first one up. Bird Gang, if you like what you hear, we invite you to subscribe to Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Listen to your favorite shows on the go, like Cardinals Underground, The Big Red Rage, The Cardinals Red Sea Report, and, of course, this show, Cardinals Cover 2 and Soon, the Dave Pash Podcast. Go to azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. One last note on special teams here as we continue on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Bird Gang, you'll know about this if you've been out to State Farm Stadium, but the skinnier goalposts have certainly been the talk of training camp by a lot of people because, as Cliff Kingsbury talked about, this is a Jeff Prater idea. This is a concept for him. What I said, Jeff Prater, Matt Prater, excuse me, Jeff Good. Rogers, yeah, Matt there Prater. you go, there you go. Good catch, him. I just, you know, I was just trying to see if you were paying attention here <laughs> on this edition of Cardinals Cover Two. But Matt Prater has this idea, and I don't know how long it goes back to. Once we get a chance to uh, hear from Matt Prater, we'll have to ask him. But they are skinnier goalposts, about what, 15, 20 yards in front of the main goalposts. And it's a way just to kind of a, a visual tool, if you will. And most believe, or according to Kingsbury, it was, hey, if, if, if the kick is going to go through that first goalpost, more likely than it's going to make it through the second goalpost as well, as far as the accuracy is concerned. Well, he doinked one today, and I felt good about it because it would have gone through the, the regulation field goal. As, yeah, as Kingsbury said, quote, it just makes the normal go pulls feel really big when he's kicking at it, end quote. I thought we had it this here a long time. Was it Jay Feely? I thought we had that. Cause, now you're testing my memory. Because when they signed Prater, 
all of a sudden you did see it on the practice field in Tempe, and and they had a you know have find a device where you can get it on and off the field. We watched that happen today. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that needs to be videoed to figure out. I mean, you get six guys working this skinny goalpost on and off the field, and it, it's heavy. And then you got to secure it to make sure it doesn't lean over or tip over. But uh, uh, timber, Matt Prater, uh, he is consistently practicing. 50-plus yard field goals. He made one earlier on Wednesday from 53. He was wide right on 57. MJ, he's even lining up for 60-plus yard field goals. He's not very big, yet his leg, even at the age that he's at, I believe he's 37, um, he still has a very powerful leg. And you had a good observation. You know, you, you see a lot of kickers, they'll, they'll, they'll count like, one, two, three, and then they'll go to the left or right, depending on which leg they're kicking with. He has a shorter um, when he attempts the ball. It's not like you normally see. It's not. I mean, he's been doing it forever, so it's probably nothing new to uh, uh, to him. To, but it is to when you see kickers. Now, you, when you're kicking off, you got to have some, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, four or five yards to where you can boot it. But him, it seems like it's a little bit faster when he's kicking field goals. Yeah, he's not backing up as, as much. That's a good much, way of point. At least from our perspective. And I aged Prater uh, a year. He just – or he'll turn 37 coming up on August 10th. So his birthday is fast approaching. So he'll be 37 once the season begins. But, you know, his kickoffs, there's been talk about, you know, can he handle that? He hasn't really done that in recent years in the National Football League. But according to Jeff Rogers, uh, what they're going to ask Prater to do as far as kickoffs, they're confident that he'll be able to hand it. So for them, it's not a concern. Yeah. Like I said, you can kick it high and shorter. Um, there'll be times maybe you, you don't want to kick uh, to a certain uh, return guy, maybe based on numbers. And so then you try to use your coverage units and you try to, you know, let it let it roll somewhere, maybe kick it in between. But obviously it's all about field position at that point. Got anything else, MJ, before we uh, close up shop here on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 from Cardinals Training Camp powered by Cox? Outside of the uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell made it an appearance at the end of uh, – Tuesday's Taking practice. selfies, autographs. Yeah, it's, he looked very relaxed. Uh, you know, all teams are in training camp. Good to go for the season. Yeah, Marco Wilson, I thought, put together another good day. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, uh, Zaven Collins, I like what I see there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, everyone wants to know who looks good and different. Every day it's a little bit different for us because we're watching different groups. But um, Rutledge, I like this guy, Rutledge. Donald Rutledge. Donald Rutledge, to me – when you start looking at special teams guys, I don't know if he's going to replace Trent Shurfield from a standpoint on the edge, but uh, Rutledge to me is, is a guy that, you know, he's going to have to do more than just what, you know, he does on special teams. But I, I like the way he's approached practices and he's making some plays out there. Yeah, he's listed as a linebacker, but getting a lot more work as far as position, position work at the safety position. So something to keep an eye on because now this is this is what you do in training camp. You try to figure out where you best need a particular player if you have those players that are versatile and can do different things. Yeah, he wears 43. Obviously, Sykovitz uh, uh, will also wears 43. They wear, wear different colored jerseys. So if you're coming out here, he does wear number 43. And on that note, let's put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.